Hey guys, welcome to the After Church Podcast, where we take what we hear on Sunday and help apply it in our lives on Monday. Today we're in week three of Colossians, uh, specifically chapter two, verses six through 23. And I'm going to be joined today by Cameron Moore, who is the worship pastor on the South Campus, and he also uh, does our groups down there, and also joined by Kurt Petersheim, the associate pastor at the East Campus. And today we're going to be answering some pretty difficult uh, discussion questions and getting kind of real. So hope you guys stick around. Let's jump into the pod. Cast. <laughs> Cast. Cast. <laughs> I don't know. Let's just do it. Hey guys, thank you for joining the uh, joining us here on the After Church podcast where we're taking what we heard on Sunday and applying it to our daily lives on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and every other day that runs on Sunday. Yep. Today I'm joined with Cameron Moore uh, from the South Campus. What is up? And Kurt Petersheim from the East Campus. How's it going? I and just thought we we're going to be awkward today. I don't know why. We're just going to be awkward. That's all we have for intros. It's okay. Those are the guys. Well, we are uh, <laughs> week three, week three of our Colossian series, um, Christ in You. And uh, first two weeks, we basically covered introduction in chapter one. Uh, and so last Sunday in particular, we covered the Christ hymn, and we talked about mm -hmm. um, just the supremacy of Christ. We talked about his sufficiency, and we talked about him being our Savior. Uh, and just, you know, we even made some silly jokes about just being super supreme, like he's better than supreme. He's super supreme. <laughs> he is the best. Uh, and if he is the best, then... We should live in such a way that honors him in our lives. And so uh, that was kind of landing the plane on, mm -hmm. on chapter one. And then now we're jumping into chapter two. We're, we're particularly starting in chapter uh, verse six uh, and it's yeah. six through 23. So it's kind of a next segment or next section in Paul's letter, um, specifically really talking about the, the fullness of, uh, of Christ, the full, full life of Christ in us. And what does that mean? Um, so we're going to jump to that in, in just a few minutes, uh, and we're going to get to the discussion questions again and answer those personally this week and, and try to dig in a little bit. Uh, but first, just wanted to kind of hear, you know, Cameron, I know you, you're going you're gonna to be preaching at the South Campus, yes. is that right? Yeah. Yes, I am. Well, we always love when, <laughs> when you get to uh, stand behind the, the lectern and bring the <laughs> word. Uh, but anyway, like, kind of give us the, the highlights from the message and what, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I feel like the whole sermon is kind of, um, it's contained right there in that verse six where Paul says, so then just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthen the faith as you were taught. And so really the whole um, sermon is talking about continuing Christ, mm -hmm. um, but it's like really those two words, um, He's saying the same thing, but he says it like almost in opposite ways. He says continue, but he also says you're rooted. So like when you get continue, you think, all right, I'm going to keep walking. But he says right. you're also rooted in Christ. So like you're not moving out of Christ in order mm -hmm. to to grow and either to walk forward in your relationship with Christ, you have to be rooted. Yeah. And so I feel like, yeah, that continue, it's you're always continuing this walk with Christ. But then, and he's going to get into some specifics you're never going to walk out and away from Christ. You're not going to yeah. go beyond Christ. You're not going to go beyond the gospel. Mm -hmm. That's what you're rooted in. So it's like, yeah. keep going, 
But remember, you're rooted. You're rooted. In your <laughs> right. You know? I like it. Yeah. Um, sort of like a like a tree or like a plant, right? Mm-hmm. It's rooted and it always can grow and it can continue to grow and sort of. So maybe, yeah, yeah a little bit yeah. of that picture and he talks about being established even. So it's almost like plant and building kind of, mm-hmm. this in, yeah. you know, this imagery Paul's kind of mixing there. So, but yeah, I mean, that's the message. That's the message for this. It's continuing Jesus. Mm-hmm. You started in him. Continue in him. He, mm-hmm. Paul asked that question in Galatians where he goes, you know, you began in the spirit. You began following Jesus and in the spirit. Are you now going to continue in the flesh? Right. No, that's, yeah. we don't do that. We, we continue in mm-hmm. Christ. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's the message today. Yeah. So again, it's just going to be a common theme almost in every uh, after church podcast that we, that we do in every sermon is this topic of Christ in you. What yeah. does it mean to have Christ in you? And, and if we're coming out of this supremacy and this, uh, if Christ is God in the flesh, and now if Christ is everything mm-hmm. and he's in me and he's changing everything, mm-hmm. then it's going to, uh, particularly in chapter three, we're going to then see how we live in a yeah. way that is uh, is like that. If Christ yeah. is alive in us, he's changing everything, then we must then look different, act different, think different, right. be different. So, But there, but we're coming up, in at least it sounds like, and um, I know you guys have done a lot of Digging into Colossians, it, it, it's kind of like um, in Colossians, you know, uh, Colossae, the, the city itself, has never really been a- excavated. Is that the right word? Excavated. Excavated. <laughs> Escalated. <laughs> excav- excavated. They've never okay. dug the dirt You're right. and found the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they know where it is, or they're pretty sure they know where it is, but it's never yeah. been excavated. Excavated. So we don't have a lot of literature and uh, even icons and, mm-hmm. and dishware, whatever that might point us to what these people really were doing like what was really the problem um that paul was uh arguing against what were these philosophies but we've you know this chapter uh he's really going to start saying don't don't worry about that and that yeah he's cluing us in yeah and what are those things that he points to particularly in 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 this passage yeah so he he kind of mentions two and we we sort of see these two sides of whatever this Teacher, and he does mention uh, the teacher. He calls him uh, his unspiritual mind puffs him up with idle notions, right? So uh, in verse 18, so somebody, some his, some him, some guy, at least one person, probably maybe more, but is teaching some some things. And he, he kind of mentions two sides of things. We got these like, so he mentions, okay, s- Sabbath days and what you eat and what you drink and new moon celebrations and things like that. And he also mentions empty philosophies and worldly, uh, earthly religion and things like that. So it's like sort of maybe some some Judaism religion, mm-hmm. which like we talked about in the first podcast, there was a Jewish settlement really close. And mm-hmm. obviously the Jews are being spread throughout the world at this point now in the, in the Greco-Roman world. So, you know, probably Jewish influence there anyway. And then clearly, obviously living in... Greco-Roman world and Roman influence with religion or maybe some Eastern being like in that Asia minor region, you know, Mm -hmm. some Eastern influence as well with Mm -hmm. mysticism and stuff like that. So yeah, it just seems to be kind of a, maybe a little bit of a, an amalgamation of some, some different things going on there where Paul's just kind of going, man, whatever it is, you're, you're mixing that with Christ. Mm -hmm. And they're not even too like, it's like you're saying too, it's not just like they have different sections of the city where, oh, this is Judaism, this is Christianity, <laughs> right. this is, they're all kind of starting to like, yeah, they're blending. It's, it's like there. a blender. Like, yeah. like mm-hmm. I think about like a we have Christ, he's, yeah. he's this living water, you know, the water mm-hmm. we won't thirst anymore. So mm-hmm. we, we drink that water, but then 
all these other religions are coming in and they're taking like a blender and they're like, yeah, put a little bit of the Christ water in, mm-hmm. but also put some right. of the old Judaism and put mm-hmm. some of this paganism stuff and, and now drink this. And yeah. that's kind of what they're being confronted with. Like, yeah. Hey, drink a little bit of this. Yeah. And the, and, uh, and you're mentioning we're, twice now we've mentioned the, the Judaism and I want to be, I think, try to make some clarity here. Mm-hmm. It's not that the old Judaism was bad. Uh, if anything, the old Judaism led to right. Christ and his yeah. fulfillment of all yeah. those laws and, he, and things and he, like and that. And he says that, right? He says, uh, these are a shadow. He's talking about Judaism there mm-hmm. in verse 17. These are a shadow mm-hmm. of the things to come and the reality is in Christ. The substance yeah. Yeah. is in Christ. So but, if anything, it's incomplete. Yeah. And so what What maybe we could speculate, this is yeah. where we're just speculating. What yeah. we could speculate maybe from these scriptures is that there was, um, and Paul addresses this in Galatians too. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, you don't have to be... You know, if you're a Christ follower, you don't have to go back and do all the Jewish right. stuff to be a Christ follower. Right. He mentions circumcision in here too. Yeah. And he says, you know, that was kind of a thing done in the flesh before. Mm-hmm. Now it's done in the spirit. Yeah. So he's not saying Judaism's bad. Yep. And he's not saying even if the, some of these Christians might even be Jewish Christians, right? They were right. Jews that converted yeah. to Christianity, but they might. Uh, the you can't overlay that on the Gentiles. Like when the Gentiles come yeah. in, you can't go, oh, well, now you got to go be a full Jew first. Right. Yeah. Um, Makes the same argument in Galatians, Ephesians, Romans, he may, yeah. uh, Philippians. He, he mentions these theme. things commonly, yes, mm-hmm. where Paul's like, man, Paul is a circumcised Jew. Mm-hmm. And there, he, at the end of the letter, he actually mentions there are some other Jews with me, mm-hmm. but not all of them. These are Gentiles too, and they're, they're, they don't have to follow the ceremonial laws right. of the Old Testament yeah. that we're mixing in there. So. Yeah. And uh, I know last Sunday at South, we mentioned that in case that you're just wondering, what is the word Gentile? It's just everybody who's not a Jew. <laughs> if you are not a Jew, you are Un-Jews, a Gentile. And yeah. so that's us. We're, we're, we're Gentiles. Right. Um, you, you were mentioning, and I, I want you to bring out the word for it, uh, when we're mixing things in a blender like that. What is what is that fancy word for that? Syncretism. 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 Yeah, it's this <laughs> blending of just philosophies and religions from a wide range of sources. Like it, whatever it is, if you like it, you're kind of taking it and you're blending it to yeah. something else mm-hmm. and almost creating your own kind of religion. And and one of the things too, and maybe we'll um, talk about it later, but it's kind of creating uh, – well – some commentators, you know, as they're reading this, it's yeah. kind of creating like this Gnosticism almost, yeah. you know, like because they talk about the worship of angels and mm-hmm. um, he's going into great detail about what he's seen. That also uh, – it, with visions. Yeah, it's like yeah, these visions. And, and so Gnosticism has everything to do with like you kind of receive some sort of secret knowledge mm-hmm. or secret revelation that nobody else really has, you know. Mm-hmm. And, but you want to kind of invite people to that, but you're saying like, hey, like – you know, it might be a Christian. You're like, okay, like you have the first part of the truth. Now you just need to receive this secret mm-hmm, revelation. Right. You can join this club. Then you're part of God's true people, yeah. you know? And and that's kind of what they're, it's like syncretism. And it kind of creates this like section of people that are saying, yeah, you need a little bit more. Yeah. You need to go beyond what you've already received. You need this a secret revelation, this vision, you know? And, and a lot mm-hmm. of times part of that Gnostic teaching we see from ancient times and even today, like some yeah. of that has continued today would be also that severity to the flesh that he mentions, mm-hmm. that asceticism yeah. is what you might call yeah. that, of all flesh is inherently evil. And so Jesus couldn't have 
been flesh if he was also God and mm-hmm. or he yeah. couldn't have died in the flesh like he maybe he was maybe he was divine but then he stopped being divine before he died mm-hmm. or a hologram he, or something right or like this is. again this is what Paul is going no that's not true mm-hmm. right you know, like Jesus became flesh and like you see this through the letter and so yeah definitely some roots there of that Gnostic yeah. type type teaching maybe pre-Gnosticism some commentators yeah. would call it mm-hmm. um, sort of the, the roots of it but yeah, whatever it is, yeah. just syncretism is, there's your word of the day, syncretism. Syncretism, yeah. that's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, adding something in there. Yeah, something, religious Something blender. to Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And so I want to I want to uh, just play off that for a second because I think um, when we talk about syncretism, uh, these blending of adding to things, um, first of all, the Colossian context, potentially, we know it was a Roman province, mm-hmm. right? So, and these are, if it's, if the book's written around 60, 62, something mm-hmm. like that, then we're talking first generation Christians, right. like people who were probably bowing the knee to the great Greek and Roman gods, right. right. Who had all these statues around of, of their gods. And they, they believed faithfully these gods were doing something in their life and they were oh, for sure. And so now to think, think about now just giving all of that up mm-hmm. and Christ is now the only thing. Right. There's this guy that came and walked the earth who was man. I mean, who was God mm-hmm. who was fully God and he's supreme and he's great. Now he's gone. We don't see him anymore. And we have, but, but Paul keeps telling us we're in Christ, but we don't see him. <laughs> yeah. But then here's still all these statues and here's all these other, my friends are still bowing the knee to whoever, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I was going to name gods, but I don't even know them. <laughs> Some, <laughs> well, like yeah. Ephesus, which is not far from here, had the temple Artemis. Artemis. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, temples everywhere and different, yeah, different Roman or Greek gods and mythology and those right. kind of things that they worship. So if that's first century, think how hard yeah. it would have been for them Thus, the reason for the letter, like, listen, right. guys, wake right. up. Christ is everything. And yet still they want to add something of this. And boy, but that old Judea- Judaism laws, those were really helpful for some people. So maybe we should do that stuff too. Yeah. How easy is that for us today Being. in the church, <laughs> right? Where we go um, prior to being a Christian, man, I really thought the Republican Party was saving us, you know, or the Democratic Party was saving us, right. or I don't want any of those. I want to be libertarian and Freedom will save us and America yeah. will save us or Wall Street. I had all my everything in Wall Street and yeah. then Christ saves you. But yet you don't, he's not here with me, helping walk with me hand in hand in the flesh. And mm-hmm. so those things might kind of come back in and go, well, I pray enough, then my bank account goes up. Right. That's what I'll do. You know, where, where are other syncretism things that you might see in the church today? Yeah, you mentioned the, I mean, I think the love of money has been an issue for people since people, <laughs> right? And I mean, right, yeah, I mean, and money. So love of money and um, I think that is something that honestly I I, I have seen be pervasive in the church um, for many years. I mean, for decades, if not centuries of even, even teaching in the church of mm-hmm. your bank account reflects your righteousness, mm-hmm. you're right, and that's just not true. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, I think that can be a form of that syncretistic mindset of like, yeah, like I'm in Christ and I believe that he has saved me. And yet like my, my full joy and hope and like what I'm relying on mm-hmm. is, is more than Jesus. It's Jesus because he blesses something mm. earthly in me for me, something like that. So right. that's one, I mean, that's just one thing. I'm not trying to throw stones at no, anyone there, I, but I, I would say, I mean, for any of us, that is always going to be 
a temptation to add kind of we we want to cling mm-hmm. you know to some other things so. yeah and and that could be any kind of blessings maybe but sure. it's like Christ yeah. and some blessings and I'll, I'll, that'll be part of my religion yeah. what, what do you think right. some things yeah one you just said you don't want to throw stones I feel like this one is like getting closer to picking up a stone <laughs> but like um but it, but it's not uh, I'm saying this with a smile on my face you know it's not uh, <laughs> it's okay but like you can see uh, Christianity like. Uh, just like blending with like folk practices or like, like these folk religions or like kind of native American religions. Like basically they had these kind of sacred items and stuff Mm -hmm. um, that would bring them good luck. It was good providence, you know, that they felt like. And so now like, um, and you don't have to admit like if this is the reason you have a cross or a Bible in your car, but you know, some people will put like a Bible in their backseat because you're not going to get in a wreck if you have a Bible in your car, you know, right. or like a cross. And I don't it think that's the reason. superstition. Yeah, for yeah. everybody, yeah. you know, but it's kind of like, oh, I'm, I got to take this with me everywhere, you know. And, right. and and like, yeah, it's not a bad thing to wear a cross or to have stuff in your car. But the reality is that Christ is in you, you know. Right. And, and really, the, he's not promised us to not get in car wrecks. Yeah. He's promised <laughs> with us you know and all yeah. those things you know but. if you're in the car wreck i'm still with you yeah it's okay <laughs> and yeah even in in uh, in the message this week it, it we do we do mention other you know certain superstitious type things yeah. whether it's just kind of the luck or karma ideas i do hear people talk about um even enneagram stuff and mm. like I, any kind of personality thing that can become sort of like a definitive part of who you are mm-hmm. right um or, I mean, Zodiac stuff. I mean, we give some statistics on even Christians in the church that, I mean, it's around 25% that practice most of these things. Wow. Whether it's Zodiac, sign reading, um, even even like cursing people, like witchcraft and trees that, you know, the spirits <laughs> are in the trees and like, like Native American yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. I know that stuff's weird, but I mean, that really is not uncommon mm. these days. You know, books about trees and how they communicate are... There's so many books on that subject right now. It's a hot subject. Right. Yeah. And, and you can certainly talk, you know, just naturally how God created things. Sure. And like roots really have signals and they really, mm-hmm. that's cool. That's great. But if you start carrying a root around your neck. <laughs> right. or like you when it gets to pocket, the point of like yeah. this thing is like God is in that. Like he He indwells this thing, mm. right? And that again, so that kind of gets out of the the realm of. Christ is the fullness of deity, right? The fullness of deity yeah. is in Jesus, right? And so then we're getting to these other like crystals or other things that like have some sort of force or energy or juju, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Juju. And I'm sorry, but no. And I think <laughs> this is what Paul is is arguing against. Or I mean, you could maybe say, yeah, sure, they have some spiritual things there, but it's not Holy Spirit and it's right. not Christ. It's things you probably don't want to be playing yeah. around with anyway. Yeah. So. Here's, here's a, I want to throw something out there and just, we haven't done anything like this before, but in syncret- the syncretism talk, um, how much does how we feel play into that is when it comes to religion and our worship of Christ. If Christ is sufficient, if he's supreme, he's our savior, he's those, yeah. he is those things. Um, he's defeated all of the powers and forces. Why do we think if I don't feel a certain way today, then that something to do with my relationship with Christ or something, or I didn't feel anything at church. I just wasn't a good worship service for me today. I didn't feel it. How much of that might, might play into our walk with Christ? Yeah. I, I, our emotions are real and feeling 
is real. And mm-hmm. I do believe that part of experiencing the Lord in the spirit that lives in us, I mean, there's real, there can be real emotion attached to that. Yeah, and should real be. Should be. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you know, for me, and well, I say for me, I mean, as, as we read scripture, clearly Paul talks a lot more about our minds Right. And our emotion, like what we know and what is true. Like Paul talks a lot about truth. Even the Holy Spirit is called the spirit of truth mm-hmm. again and again and again. Um, so whatever feeling that I feel must be submitted to mm. Christ, must be submitted to him as the truth. Um, where he calls Christ here, right? The um, the wisdom and the knowledge of God, right? Of God's mystery. This this Jesus is the wisdom and knowledge. Like this whole book of Colossians is a lot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, what we know to be true. And mm-hmm. there are days when what I feel doesn't line up with what I know, but what I know, the truth doesn't change. Mm. Though my feelings yeah. certainly do. Yeah. I've heard um, or, or read an author, and I can't remember his name right now, but what, what he said is he... Uh, he lives life after the butt. Um, <laughs> but this is what he which, says. Which he says he always expresses his feeling. Like if he's feeling a certain mm-hmm. way or if he, Lord, today I feel distant from you for some reason. But, and then he, he quotes the truth. Like from Colossians, it's like, but the fullness of God, the deity right. is in Christ and we've brought into fullness in Christ. Yeah, that's like, good. I know you're in me. That's, that's good. Psalm, Psalm 13 pops in my head when you say that. It's, it's this short psalm where David is going... This is bad. This is bad. This is bad. My enemies get what yeah. they want. All things are bad, but, but yeah. I trust yeah. Yeah. in your unfailing love. That's like the last yeah. verse, and that's it, right? And that, I love that. Live that's after a, the butt. That's a great. <laughs> that is a but, great. Yeah. Um, even something to work into our daily lives, right? Like because yeah. it's yeah. okay to express these emotions and feelings. Yeah. Um, I accidentally did it today, so that's just, so <laughs> I'm not patting myself on the back. But I was just having lunch. I just got here after lunch, uh, and I was meeting with a local pastor, mm-hmm. uh, Justin Adams at New Life, and we were just kind of talking about some stuff and. He's all right, man. But what, what do you think? How you how do you feel about that? And I went, oh well. I mean, in my flesh, <laughs> it it hurts or it yeah. pains me, and I don't like it, and I think yeah. bad things. And I said, but but I know in the spirit, when I'm when I'm thinking in the fullness of Christ, oh, this is wonderful. What yeah. is happening? Yeah, it's just that I don't always love how it feels, yeah. and it was good. Like I, I didn't know that I was doing that exercise, but I think I've got to be remembering that more yeah. often. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel crummy. In my flesh, but there's a truth here of scripture, <laughs> yeah. right? That he is in me, he is in us, and he's changing us, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Okay, let's jump to a like maybe your favorite scripture in this passage 6 through 23. <laughs> uh, mine shows up actually right before it, um, so yeah. I'll, I'll say mine first while you guys are looking. Um, I just love that in verse uh, uh, four, mm-hmm. so two, four, we don't even cover that, but. He's really kind of giving the, here's why I'm telling you all sort this. Sort of a segue section. And he's saying, I'm saying yeah. this so that yeah. no one may deceive you with plausible arguments, yeah. which plays into, I think, these philosophies, even that yeah. we can fall prey to. He says, for though I'm absent in the body, Paul saying, for though I'm absent in the body, I'm with you in spirit, and I rejoice to see your morale and the firmness of your faith in Christ. Yeah. I love that. I see he's, he's like, I, I want to warn you. I'm saying mm-hmm. this so that you won't be deceived. Mm-hmm. Right. At the same time, man, I'm, you know, I'm there with you and not in his like spirit floating around. But he's like us right. all holding hands. Yeah. Even though we walk away from here, we're still with each other because we belong to the body of Christ. Um, that's just, that was cool. Yeah. Verse to me. For me, I love verse nine. I, um, just for in Christ, all the fullness of deity lives in bodily form. So there's that again, fullness of Christ, deep theology. He's in bodily form, really mm. real bodily form, real flesh. Um, and you have been given fullness in Christ. So it's like this. 
the fullness of deity in Christ, and we have been given fullness in Christ. And I just, when I read that, I just think about like, this is the problem of human nature, right? Like we are constantly looking for fullness. Mm -hmm. We're constantly looking for what will fill me up. Like I don't feel complete. I don't, and that's what the word means, fullness. Mm -hmm. um, it just means complete, whole, like wholeness. And when we aren't, we maybe we don't feel filled up, mm -hmm. um, but Paul's going, know that you are. Mm -hmm. right? I don't care how you feel about that. Like yeah. if you're in Christ, you really are full. Mm -hmm. And that changes the game, I think, of, of how we live. Understanding like I'm not living for fullness, trying to get it. I'm living from fullness. Mm -hmm. I have good. it in Christ. That's real good. And I think that's the, man, that's the linchpin of kind of all this where he's going, man, you're trying to fill yourself up with all that other stuff. Yeah. You're already full mm -hmm. in Christ and yeah. he's the fullness of God. Yeah. We all have a void, yeah. but it's a, a, a God-sized void. Yeah. It's so big. It yeah. takes the fullness of the deity, of, of, the Christ deity of Christ who is in you yeah. and you in him. Yeah. yeah. So, Buy the yeah. new sofa if you want to. Buy the new truck if you want to. <laughs> That might be nice and shiny for a minute, but man, it doesn't fill that, yeah, yeah. that void. And you're reminding me too, like, I get, well, we're just talking about that feeling, but you know, this is true. It, it was uh, at the end of First Corinthians or Second Corinthians in his letter to the Corinthians. <laughs> there you go. Where Paul's talking about that thorn, and he yeah. says, "I, I feel yeah. weak. Yeah, I've got this thorn." Yep. But then there's the bud again. He says, yep. "But he said to me, my grace mm -hmm. is sufficient for you.'" Mm -hmm. And then he's like, "When I'm weak, then I'm strong." You know? like, yeah. I feel this, but this is true. Yeah, yeah. You know? but he said to me, "I love that. Live after the butt. Live this after the butt." So yeah, good. I like that a lot. It's going to be our church motto. Yeah. yeah. All right. Did you have a verse that just <laughs> I, jumps out? Yeah, it's tough because it's part of like the passage um, 13 through 15. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. It's talking about Christ forgiving us all our sins. He's canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness. Um, which stood against us, condemned us. And so he's taken away that that legal code, written code, as some yeah. translations say. And he says he nailed it to the cross. And so re really what I like is says he disarmed the powers and authorities and made a public spectacle of them, yeah. triumphing over them by the cross. Mm -hmm. And so like, especially that he uses the word public spectacle, because like a public spectacle, that's like in Rome, that that's the cross, you know, like anyone they put on the cross they're making a public spectacle of them they're trying right. to to shame them mm -hmm. and say basically like you see this guy do not repeat the same mistakes that he did do not follow him or this is gonna be you mm -hmm. this is That's what happens sign over their head yeah saying what they did yeah yeah and so here paul says that it's not the cross that made a public spectacle of jesus it's not rome the rulers and authorities yeah. you know or the leaders of the israelites that made it jesus made a public spectacle of them and he did it even by the cross, this instrument that was supposed to shame him, he scorned its shame, is what mm -hmm. it says in Hebrews, you know, and he makes this public spectacle of them. Mm, and love it, shows man. his sovereignty, his authority over them. Like, yeah. Jesus is a gangster. He is a gangster. <laughs> yeah. He's just oh my like, goodness. I'm going to take what you meant <laughs> yep. to, to shame me, and I'm going to shame yep. you with it. And yep. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And by doing it, he disarms their power. Yeah. Disarms them right? He takes it away from them. He goes, nope, you don't have that anymore. Yeah, man. You're the still out there. That he, the line he says in the gospel where he's like, no one takes my life from me. Yeah. I lay it down. <laughs> yeah. That's gangster. And that's the thing, You're dude. not taking it from me. I'm laying it down. Yeah, because yeah. the worst really anybody can ever do to you is to to bring death, to kill you. Yeah. And and it doesn't kill him. Like he comes <laughs> yeah. back on the third day, you know, like, <laughs> like how like ashamed are yeah. they, you know, that they thought they did this, you know, and, and Rome is thinking he's not even this important guy, you know? And, yeah. and then all of a sudden, like, what is going on in this? Yeah, like yeah. this town is going crazy. Like everybody's going and crazy. And by the way, Paul very well may have been one of the guys 
who led to Jesus's arrest and ultimately his cruci- Like He may have been part yeah. of this whole crew that was trying to publicly shame. You know what I mean? Mm. He was a Pharisee before this. Yeah. And, um, we're not told, but maybe. like Maybe he was at least around there or, or certainly was rejoicing at it mm-hmm. when he heard about it yeah. if he wasn't there. But like now he's writing and going, man, like I'm on yeah. the other side of it now and I see what mm. we were trying to do to shame him. He shamed the powers and authorities yeah. and shamed death itself. And it's so good, man. It's why he could say when he's the chief this, of all sinners. Yeah, it's like when you like, see yeah, Paul, I'm the so chief of transformed by the reality that he that he now knows about Jesus. Mm, yeah. So great. That's transformation. Yeah. All right. Well, another thing, ding ding ding, to transform your life is to answer to some discussion <laughs> questions. Uh but no, let's do let's jump in. There's I think just three for this week. Um but I think they're 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 pretty personal and powerful. Yeah. So uh, answer as personally as you'd like. I know this is going to be out in the, the inter-worlds for anyone to see, but uh, <laughs> as honest as you can, that yeah. would be helpful. Uh, and so if you're if you're doing this and following along with your uh, with your growth group or you're doing this with your family, just I'm going to read the question just like it is uh, in, uh, off the website, eastridge.church slash Colossians. Uh, and once I finish reading the question, I'll just breathe for a second. You can pause if you want to and answer it at home. Uh, and then we'll, we'll answer it after that um, from there. So... Uh, always use those resources online, eastridge.church slash Colossians. There's reading plan, uh, a reading plan. There's all the discussion questions. All mm-hmm. of our uh, messages are going to be there and, and also this podcast. So first question. How much do you actually read the Bible? <gasps> Breathe, gasp, and answer. That's really the question? It really is. I didn't how much even know you, that was the question. How much do you read the Bible? actually Every read the Bible? Every day. Every day, that's good. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll just, because I I, I, bet I was asked this a lot by students, and like, how much should I read the Bible? Yeah, the question, how right? much? How much should I read the Bible? I think the answer is, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> just read it. And, and it's not yeah. about, I, to me, um, well, right now what I'm doing in my life, and I do, I do this from time to time, I'm just doing more memorization right now. So it's, I read less a day as far as like quantity, mm-hmm. um, but like whatever verse maybe that I'm, memorizing I'm, I'm reading that i'm digging into it i'm going and cross-referencing if need be of like that verse in other places or whatever and, you know mm-hmm. it's just but it looks different is what i'm saying there's times where i'm just reading narrative and reading through the gospels again or mm-hmm. i don't know it looks different all the time um i i i really don't ever want to be dogmatic about that as much as i just want to say man i want to know god yeah, and yeah. If i want to know him i'm gonna i just try to treat it like food man i want to yeah. eat every day yeah and um I hear people talking about, and I'm sorry, I jumped right from no, the no, beginning, no. but I hear people yeah. talking about quiet times and that's like a, in maybe in youth ministry and yeah. your ministry as well, maybe that is something that you, you, it's a best practice, right? right? Like there's nowhere in scripture that says, go have a quiet time. Right. No, certainly it's modeled by Christ that he went away in right. certain, certain times of the morning. And if he, if he was a good uh, law abiding uh, Jew, he probably prayed five or seven times a day right. even, right? Like if, and. That's probably what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Paul says, do it, pray without ceasing. So what in the world does that mean? It's just right. constant awareness and conversation yeah. with with the Father, which is what Jesus also modeled. But anyway, yeah. my point was uh, to agree with you that uh, it's <laughs> it's not about quantity or time of the day or time of whatever. Right. There may be some best, best practices and spiritual disciplines that may help. Yeah. But it's again, it's like, how often do you eat? Like, well, there's good practices yeah. there, but yeah, three times the answer day, is yeah. eat, right? Like, yeah. eat and be healthy, <laughs> right? That's yeah. that's the answer. So. Yeah. yeah, and I love that analogy too, just because, uh, like I shared with my Better Man group la- last semester, um, 
about coffee. And like when I say this out loud, it sounds worse, you know, <laughs> like, oh, crap. you know, but uh, I, I mean, I drink coffee every day, usually yeah. twice a day, you know, and and there's not a day that goes. It doesn't matter where I am. Like I always make sure I'm going to get a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. And the bad thing, this is probably what's not great is, you know, if I get to the end of the day and I didn't have a coffee that morning, I start getting a headache, you know, and so it's like body's used to having coffee right. every day anyways <laughs> i want like i want to feel and when i'm in the word um you know where i go a long period of time where i'm at every day if there's a day that i get to the end of it like i feel like something is missing yeah just like like my body starts reacting to not like i want to almost get a uh Bible headache when I don't have the Bible. In a sense, you know, like <laughs> yeah. I want withdrawals. To, yep, man, something headache. is missing. But like, oh, coffee's not even a need. Like, it's really not. Like, it, it's really not. You know, but I, we're gonna lose a lot we're, of people. We're, we're hard hitting stuff right now. Yeah, but I love it. But it, yeah. we shouldn't have to. Yeah. You know, and so, um, but I want to get to that point where if if I'm toward the end of the day and I realize I haven't been in in God's Word that day, like I'm like, what? What is yeah. it? Oh yeah, I forgot to drink i forgot to eat today you know like Mm -hmm. anyways but regarding i guess with um the amount do you actually read the bible um yeah (laughs) get the uh verse of the day every day so no i'm just kidding well that's that's, but that is it that's that's good too that's That's fine too i've been doing a reading plan so this is the most that i've i've read probably in a long time like um as far as amount wise every day like like yeah each day and so, um, yeah, I've been, I've been trying to keep up with it. I'm about, um, I'm like 10 days behind right now, but it's been since the so beginning of the year. you're a human. You're a human being. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Oh my goodness. I guess you're right. Yeah. Quick well, encouragement, um, that I'll, I, I do try to encourage if you're a believer at some point, read through the Bible, try to read it yeah. front to back. Just try to do that. I think that's a great challenge. Again, sure. yep. not dogmatism, not like nobody's grading your homework. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. try it, man. It's like I'm trying to offer you a yeah. beautiful meal. <laughs> yeah. It's it's awesome. And um lest we uh seem over spiritual and puff ourselves up, like that's not the the, the us answering this question is not us going, look how great we are. Yeah. Because I promise you, there have been seasons of my life where I haven't touched a Bible and I'm, you know, repent of that. And yeah. and and I have cried tears over not knowing it well enough. And I feel like I'm late in life at, you know, almost 50, just now learning some of these things for the first time. And it's like, it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's water and bread of life for me, Mm -hmm. but it was not that for a long time. And, you know, it was just trying to read through it, just trying to figure it out, not understanding it and taking years and years and accountability to, to be able to do it. Um, So with that being said, there's almost a, Almost every day in my daily prayer time, there's a psalm that's a part yeah. of my prayers. And so that way, it's, if you're praying it, one psalm a day, uh, then you're you're getting through the whole book of psalms several times a year. Yeah. Um, and those are real, actual prayers right. uh, from the psalmist. So that's I love some that of the most helpful stuff to me in my prayer life. Yeah. I feel like I, I struggle with prayer and scripture helps. It really, mm-hmm. really hits practically helps we're mm-hmm. praying yeah. psalms literally just praying psalms psalms were the they're the yes. prayer book of that's the so, church and so have helpful. been for years yeah anyway so that's good and, and certainly uh like right now as we're going through colossians i don't know how many times i've read through colossians just going mm-hmm. through the series and i'm not yeah. even trying to memorize it but i'm trying to internalize it yeah. like i know it was a letter to these people man it's so true for me yeah. and i need to let to, the word of Christ dwell in you richly. That's next week. Nice. That's, that's what he says in chapter three. Let yeah. the word of Christ dwell in you. Like, there's really not a quantity there. It's just dwell in you richly. Yeah. Like, 
just in you. Yep. <laughs> and I can tell yeah. you, if you are watching this um, as an encouragement too, as your as pastors at Eastridge, we will do whatever it is to help you. So if there's passages you don't understand, yes, man, yes. we want to help you with that. Email mm-hmm. us. Um, and not because we're super smart or whatever. We've just had experience now with it. Some of us have had classes on these things. So um, we can help, not because we're smart, but because this is what we've been called to do. And we'll do our best to, to help you with all those passages. So Fun mm-hmm. conversation. <laughs> I mean, just yeah. to talk scripture and talk what God's doing and mm-hmm. how his word works. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So second discussion question of three. Uh, and this one, this this one convicted me a little. So, Cameron, if you wrote these, uh, I did, and I know this kind of this kind of qualifies the first question, kind of like why it's important to Colossians chapter two. Yeah. two I feel like mm-hmm. good. All right, so let's get there. Uh, question number two: Do you quickly turn to Christian speakers, books, or podcasts for your spirituality? I'm gonna not answer this question. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Cause yeah, I mean, honestly, that's that's easy to do. It just is, right? It's easy to get off the. I used the analogy of a cinnamon roll the first week sermon mm-hmm. of like getting out, getting away from the center. Right, the center is the good stuff, but like to get, it's. I'll be honest, man. Like I, yeah, like I can almost make an idol even out of Christian spirituality mm-hmm. or certain pastors that I follow and love to listen to or. Um, or how many Bible verses I can quote. You know mm-hmm. what? Memorization's awesome, but mm-hmm. it can become an idol if it becomes like just mm-hmm. to do it or mm-hmm. just to. It might actually be what be Colossians two is talking about, Maybe, right? Like right? some yes. of his spiritual practices. Absolutely, absolutely. So, we, who, who are some of the guys that you do listen to? And not so we can all go and idolize them too, but we're just curious. John Piper's one that I love to listen mm-hmm. to. I've listened mm-hmm. to for years. Um, I feel like he is one of my pastors, right? Mm-hmm. And um, but there's been times when uh, he's my main guy. I mean, I've listened to all sorts. Um, whether it's um. Uh, John Tyson or R.C. Sproul, old stuff or mm-hmm. uh, whatever, whoever. I mean, there's all sorts of guys that I like to listen to, but like Piper's just been probably my most consistent one. But um, yeah, there's been times where I had to kind of check myself on it and go, man, like I'm listening to so many of his things or reading so many of his things. One, I, I hear no other voices <laughs> and that's right. probably not good. Like you just need to hear other voices. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And two, like it just like his voices in my head, even more so than just like Colossians mm-hmm. or, you know, Christ really. I don't know. And and obviously he's a great Christian pastor or all all those guys, but um yeah, I just I do want to be careful like and be wise to make sure that it really is the word of Christ dwelling me, dwelling in me richly and not just a sermon or even a worship song or mm-hmm. like those kind of things. Yeah. Um yeah. That's good. Who who are some people you might listen to and do they get in the way sometimes? Uh yeah, I would I don't do as much listening, um, as much like as I like read something. Mm-hmm. So like just a lot of Lewis or, um, yeah. C.S. Lewis, C.S. Yeah. Clive Staples Lewis, <laughs> uh, and then, uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. but it's like, and so some of these you like read in school, you know, and like we all have been to like Bible college, you know, like, and, and so we've all done all the studying. So you're reading all the stuff and, and somebody will like really resonate with you. So then you right. want to read all their stuff and then you almost start taking their word as like scripture, right. you know, and it's like, and the thing is, Lewis is, is that way for me too. In yeah, college, yeah. For sure, yeah. <laughs> we still quote him quite a bit as, I know, if, I know. as if like he's the 67th book somehow yeah, in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> and he's still like, he has some brilliant yeah. illustrations and it's, but it's the thing is like when you start kind of taking it as scripture, like really there's only one word and word incarnate is Jesus, yep. you know, and that's what all this is kind of getting at. And it's not necessarily hitting hard at Christian. It kind of moves into like different secular things that we're basing our life on, which I think is like part of the next question. Yeah. Right? That next question, you know, do you also turn to, 
um, you know, secular things or like the Enneagram or Myers-Briggs yeah. to kind of mm-hmm. be your underlying guiding principle for life, you know. And, right. Um, anyways, it is very quick, especially just because we live in this informational mm-hmm. world. Like we always feel like we have to be listening. It's like hard to sit and quiet now. It is. Like I'm trying to turn my radio off even when I'm in the car, yeah. just like because I'll listen to different talk show hosts. and Yeah. But it's like all this information and, and uh, I've heard like the more you get, the less you can actually mm-hmm. practice, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really, because of that, I want to get the most scripture then. I want to get the most of God's word because that's what I want to be practicing mo- most, right. you know? Mm-hmm. like Yeah. If I had to make myself turn off the radio, turn off the podcast yeah. sometimes and just maybe just pray or yeah. reflect or whatever. Yeah. Just yeah. have to do it sometimes. Yeah. Get, get a little bit quieter. I, I was just thinking, as you were saying, maybe just a, a good thought is is to have um, like whatever, all the like great Christian, there are so many great Christian minds out there, authors and speakers, preachers, whoever. And that's great to listen to those things. And But they always, we always need to just keep them in their right place as a means. Right. And not the end, mm-hmm. yeah, that Christ is the end. And hopefully those guys are pointing you there anyway. And I'm sure mm-hmm. that, you know, whoever we're listening to, they, they are for the most part. But yeah, means not end. Yeah, <laughs> Christ yeah, is the end. Yeah, Mine is N.T. Wright. Yeah. Gosh, I listen to, I, I listen to N.T. Wright more than I read the Bible. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I know, that's when I know. Like when I saw this question, I was like, oh man, he's yeah. British. So he's fun that's to listen why, to. Yeah. yeah, yeah I lo- <laughs> and, and then I love Tim Mackey. Tim Mackey is <laughs> yeah. the creator oh, yeah, yeah. of Bible Project. Yeah. And so I can watch every book of the Bible mm-hmm. in eight yeah, minutes yeah. and catch the overviews. It's just and people with cool voices. That's I do like the cool voice people. Yeah. yeah. Sure wish I had one of those cool <laughs> voices. But anyway, they're brilliant guys. And I think sometimes I wonder if I'm um, uh, idolizing their brilliance because it's a val- value of mine, uh, knowledge. And yeah. sometimes I wonder if I... I pick that up higher than the actual context and the topic they're talking about, which is Christ. So anyway, not bad to listen to these guys uh, or or just remember the point I think of this, if you haven't already figured it out, is that it's about Christ and being in his word is first. And these are supplemental to maybe help you. Uh, But you, you have the Holy Spirit alive in you and you have the Holy Scriptures in front of you. You have everything you need. Uh, use the others as supplements. Yes. Yep. All right. Last question. Do you study? All right. Do you, do you, no. <laughs> do you study and turn to modern sciences and philosophies more than you do Christ? Hang on. I'm going to ask you who are maybe some modern voices you listen to that aren't necessarily from the Christian world? Cause that's where you would be most likely, I think to, to grab onto any of those philosophies. And then, if you have somebody like that, great. If not, that's fine too. You can answer that. But yeah. do you then I hope you don't turn to them more than you Christ? Right. But that is the question. So I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't have any any secular people I really listen to a lot. I mean, I just don't. I I'm not trying to sound spiritual. I I just don't. I don't know. Um, but when yeah, so my maybe my thing. Okay, if I if I had to try to get myself into like be honest about worldly things okay mm-hmm. maybe sports right i love sports i love sports always love sports let's call it a modern, like, sports are like, <laughs> modern science let's call sports, it a modern, modern, science. modern, hey, modern yeah. science um i love sports and it's real easy for me to check out in my brain and just be in sports mode whether it's like the braves are in the playoffs or it's mm-hmm. saturday football's coming up and all these kind of things so yeah i mean that's that's an easy thing it's not like a worldly philosophy as far as like somebody teaching something but i think it is a worldly uh paradigm and mindset and worldview right of Mm. like what's important to me and um 
anyway, I don't Man. have to say more than that probably, but it's, yeah. yeah, I mean, I would say that's always been a, a struggle. <laughs> Let me tell you what I did last night. <laughs> I have a... It's confession time. Yeah, the daily office is, is what I use for my yeah. study and, and prayer time. So I use yeah. the daily office. And so last night I was going to do my evening prayers and it's an app on my phone. So I was going to do my evening prayers and I hit, I hit the app button. And I was like, oh, wait, wait, the Braves, it was like the Braves run. So I went back real quick on my app because I can't watch the Braves ever anymore without right. having it. So I was looking and it was three to nothing when I last looked at it. So I was just checking and it was three to two in the ninth inning. Right, yep, and I was like, I oh my goodness, what in the world is going on? So now I'm watching like every pitch reload on the strike zone and see. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, finally they pulled it off. Yeah. Closed my phone and went and got in the bed. Yeah. I totally forgot. To, it's so, I went in the, my closet to do my evening prayers. That is a really practical thing though of why I try not to do it on my phone. Like, I'm telling you, I was totally Honestly though, because it's so yeah. easy, isn't it? So you see a little boop or a little yep. notification, a little, little number. Yep. Little boop. Little and, boop. And you're like, I need to check that. And I need to. And here's a. That's a whole worldly philosophy in our hands. Yeah, take it, it away like from me. All but the time. Here's what's crazy about it. This I'm in a, uh, I would totally subscribe, uh, prescribe this for people. But I'm in a text thread group with guys who are also doing um, the morning, evening, and uh, morning, noon, and evening prayers. Mm-hmm. And so every time they say their prayers, they just send a notification saying, Hey, prayed, right? That's it. Nothing like pat each other on the back. This is for accountability. Yeah. Like I need it. Yeah. And I woke up this morning to two notifications to the evening prayers, click, click. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't send, I couldn't go, guys. You're like the Braves almost blew it. I know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was hey, sad. That's but, real life, yeah. man. That is real life. And I, I hope the Lord <laughs> will forgive me. People, do you listen to people? I listen to people. Well, and even it's it's more than people too. I think it's even just like practices um, that you can that can be helpful. Yeah. Like one of the things I think of is exercise. Like yeah. um, you know, like is good phys- and it's of some benefit, as they say. Anyway, <laughs> but um, but it's a good thing. But if your whole day and your life starts being oriented around this it's like the exercise is the treasure in a field you know that that yeah. uh the parable that jesus says like mm-hmm. this treasure in a field but really the kingdom of heaven is like christ and so you go and you reorient your whole life you go and buy this field you stake it but like something like exercise can be what you reorient your whole mm-hmm. life like that's the treasure. oh here's the treasure and it's so like this good thing <laughs> yeah. and it's a good pre- you can read all these you know, secular sounds bad secular's not necessarily bad like you read all these secular textbooks there that have to do about exercise and but then you start reorientering your whole life, making sure that you get up at whatever time in the morning and making mm-hmm. sure you get that workout in and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so that that's one example that I feel like has been in my, like one time in college, I was trying to make sure I was exercising because Chris and I weren't married yet. So I was like trying to make sure she stayed with me. You know? so like kind of, <laughs> hey girl, how you doing? <laughs> no, but even like um, just what you feel your mind, like you were talking about sports, like um, it's funny, I guess on the opposite side of the spectrum as sports would be like Star Wars or, or something. <laughs> Is that the opposite um, spectrum? I like both. <laughs> I, I know. I, don't, I feel like that's okay. You're kind of right. I mean, I go with but, like, yeah. but like, I mean, when all the Disney Plus shows are coming out, like I, I was watching all the, and then it made me want to go watch and see how they're connecting to all the, the movies. Marvel stuff, like, the Avengers it. movies. Yeah. And then, and I then can one consume time, you, yeah. Yeah. And it starts affecting kind of your being and, and what you're thinking about all yeah. day. Like I remember one time, um. This is kind of going longer and longer, but we we had been watching The Office, and I I kind of hate saying that I watch The Office now because what? well because I mean it can be inappropriate, it can be crude, like crude humor, right. and and I didn't necessarily <laughs> see that until a middle schooler came up to me and they're like a uh, middle school girl, she was like, hey, like I, I quoted it, and she's like, oh yeah, I love The Office, and I was like, 
this is weird. Like, I don't think I can talk to this with you anymore, you know? Like, and that's when I started feeling like, maybe it's yeah, that maybe. Right, like, right. Anyways, but we were watching it, okay? We were watching The Office. <laughs> and I went out inside and cut the grass, and it takes me like two hours to cut the grass. And for two hours, I thought about The Office. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't get catch yourself that you were like just No, you know, I was just kind of thinking about it. Like, it was funny, you know, I seen out this yeah. situation. And, and uh, anyways, it's just... It's like, here's scripture and, and here's anything else. And, and it was just, I had put, which way would you go? He would go down because it was weightier. <laughs> like I would put so much more weight. Mm -hmm. it, like at, at this particular point, it was the office, you know? And, and so that consumed my mind. Yeah. You know? That's what I was thinking about all yeah. the time. Yeah. We, we can binge on some Netflix and yeah. some all kind of shows. For yeah. me, man, I, like, and don't throw stones at me, but I listen to a lot of Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Um, just a brilliant guy. And he's he almost yeah. religious. You know, it's like, yeah. it's so... Right, right, right. His, that is one guy. I mean, I like... His book was the 12 rules on life, 12 rules of mm -hmm. life, whatever. And it was like, I just, yeah, everyone made so much sense. Yeah. But he was coming from a uh, a Christian worldview, but he didn't have Christ. Right. You know, it was like... He's sort of quasi-religious. Yeah. And so but, that felt really even more dangerous because it felt like yeah. philosophies that were synchronistic and yeah. whatever, syncretistic... But I, and I have to catch myself. Like mm -hmm. Alonda will ask me, that's my wife. You know, she'll go, "Are we going to watch another one of those?" And I'm like, "Yeah, no, maybe not." Like, yeah. yeah, I just watched three hours of Jordan Peterson, <laughs> and I like, there's no way you'll remember 15 yeah. minutes of Jordan Peterson, much less three hours. But I'm just immersed in it, and yeah. it's. Yeah. Um, and I think the truth is for us all is because Paul says these are hollow. He says, "See to it." Verse eight, right? See to it that no one takes you captive. So this captivity, mm -hmm. right? Like we're all kind of describing this, like being captivated by something. Mm -hmm. Takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy. Hollow and deceptive, right? Empty and tricky and sneaky. Mm -hmm. And I think that the more close it is, like the less uh, inherently evil it seems, right? Whether it's sports mm -hmm. or Jordan Peterson, who's got some great, super smart dude mm -hmm. or whatever, right? Or... um books that we're reading or things that whatever it is, you know, TV shows we're watching that that's not like they're worshiping the devil. They're just silly or something like that. I think that can be even the more deceptive and the more tricky because it can so quickly just suck you in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even as Christians who we do have discernment, we have the spirit who gives us wisdom, but I know I've fell, fallen prey to it of yeah. just, um, and I think Paul's so astute in just saying, calling it hollow and deceptive, right? Mm -hmm, hollow, yeah. it's like we could be inside of it. It's hollow mm -hmm. and we could be in there, like sucked into it because we've been captivated by it. And yeah, yeah. it's all of us. Yep. And the answer is Christ in us. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know where you're going. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Always. Trey, I don't know the answer. Christ in us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Christ in us. For, and that's what sure. we'll get to. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I think this is a good, good stopping point. I think you guys have been honest today. Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and this is going to be great. Uh, can't wait to jump in now to chapter three next week where we really like get the nuts and bolts, stop lying, stop yeah. doing these things, <laughs> do the right thing. And, yeah. uh, so we'll get to that next week, but I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, thank you for joining us on the after church podcast where we take what we hear on Sunday and try to apply it to our lives on Monday. See you. Yeah. See you. Oh yeah. Booyah. Booyah. <laughs> booyah. I like the booyah. <laughs>